Happy Friday, MCs. Welcome to another episode of Ooh, Those FNC Words. I'm Marcia Cork. Thank you for joining me. From the outside looking in, Sherman and Stephanie Fauntleroy are relationship goals and entrepreneurship goals. Stephanie has operated a family-based tax and accounting service for nearly uh, 11 years. And her husband, Sherman, is a fitness and nutrition expert and owner of the Dope District brand, a fitness and athletics clothing line. Now, you guys met Stephanie back on episode 17, where she gave some feedback on my quick launch guide. Now, she's here today with her husband to have a broader discussion about the roller coaster ride that is serial entrepreneurship navigating it as a couple, and how to start a clothing line from the ground up. So we're talking wealth building, legacy, and living your absolute best life, even with the uncertainty and the instability of entrepreneurship. So thank you guys for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you for dealing, for bearing with us as we worked out the live and all that good stuff. So I don't want to waste any more time. I want to have you jump right in. I want you to start with your backstories. Maybe start with you, Sherman, because I know your story doesn't start with Dope District brand. Maybe starts with the fitness and nutrition. Yes. Um, walk us so, through that entire journey. And Stephanie, you jump in wherever. <laughs> wherever. Yeah, Stephanie because, has a story to tell, so we'll listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, uh, do, do you do this alone, Sherman? Or, Stephanie, yes. are you a co owner with Dope District? Yes. No, I'm not a co-owner. Okay. <laughs> super, you okay. know, try to be super supportive, you yes. know, on the back end. That's what wives do, but this is all him. Okay, all you. Yes. All right, well then jump in. Let's hear your origin story. Okay, so my story started because I've always been in sports and athletics, and I played uh, high school basketball at National Christian Academy within Fort Washington. Okay, and what did you graduate? To George Mason University. Okay. And it was a really uh, crazy time there because back then there wasn't really no offense. It was running guns. So we used to run with the parachutes on our back. So mm-hmm. I was there for about a year. Um, and then I was playing basketball in a league outside of, high, of, outside of the school and got mm-hmm. injured and mm-hmm. went up for a dunk. And someone smacked the ball down and fractured the L7 in my L7. So... I was almost pretty much like a paralyzed almost. I couldn't walk. I couldn't do anything. I literally was at a point where I was on my back for weeks at a time until I really had surgery. I had a a neurologist went in and did microsurgery on my back and basically lasered out the spine part. The part of the nerve was hitting the nerve. So they told me I was going to be handicapped. They put me through physical therapy and through the physical therapy, I kind of taught myself. Mm-hmm. And kind of saw how my body reacted and became a trainer then became mm-hmm. a nutritionist, started work a nutritionist, started working at um the YMCA in Fort Washington. And okay. over that time I started building my body slowly, going through fitness. Um so through fitness, um I started that journey and I just continued to build my body till I don't really have any issues or any pain anymore. I really okay. basically wow. overcame that situation. So then I started to brand myself in the beginning of last year, around in December, and I had about 500 followers on Instagram, and I just started marketing, marketing my workouts and things, and I went from 500 to, I think I'm about 8,500 now. Okay. And that just starting last year? Yeah, I did that from, I did that from about November to about February. Okay. And then once I actually... I got around February, I got about 8,700. It's kind of dropped down a little bit. But um, after that, I started the brand in February, um, went in my 401k, and I basically took out uh, money to buy the materials. I bought my own vinyl cutter, my own. I'm doing everything myself, the software to do it, everything. So I make everything by hand. Like I literally make everything, and I went through the journey on my own, not using vendors, not doing anything, but just actually learning the craft of being a designer Um, from February to now. um, I have the website, the e-commerce site I've launched. We've also launched the athleisure party side. Mm -hmm. And that's been a big thing. Um, Basically having parties where people will work out clothing too and celebrate. 
and bring yeah. in good energy. Uh, also, it's a marketing scheme for the brand so people can buy more because we actually sell athleisure clothing. Okay. Um, and we just started a part of the brand um, that me and her are part of together, and that's Dope District Cares, and that's a nonprofit. Okay. And that nonprofit will be basically for low-income areas, sports programs that don't have the equipment or the proper um, gear and safety gear for the kids to play in the sports. So we'll be looking for low-income areas to help um, out with those programs. Okay. I'm definitely going to make sure I get some information on that before we close out. Okay. But you jumped over a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> we're already to skip around, right? Grand stage. You know, I want to hear about the nutrition and the fitness. You know, how long did you do that? How long were you a trainer? Were you a personal trainer? Were you working with clients and things like that? Yes. Yes. All right, so, so I was a I was a personal trainer at the YMCA for about eight years. I was okay. also a nutritionist there, and I also taught uh classes. I taught an ab class every morning. I taught the silver sneakers um, for years. Mm-hmm. It was basically the older um, seniors, they used okay. to come in because they had to do specific exercises due to their ailments. Yeah. Um, I trained young athletes for off-season training, strength training in the summers. Um, I've done boot camps. I've pretty much done everything. all everything yeah. in front of me. Yes. <laughs> Except so, train me. <laughs> so... Um, pretty much from there, the nutrition part, um, I, I gained a lot of knowledge while I was a trainer there and a lot of the guidelines that the YMCA allowed me to train and help because we had to be in a guideline to train specifically for certain people. So I just basically taught myself that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, see, that makes more sense. And then I also heard you mention a 401k. So we're going to talk about that. So are you also working a full-time job? You have a traditional nine to five alongside all of this? Yeah. So, well, first I was working. So for the last, I would say since 99, I've been working as a fiber optic network engineer and I work in the field as, as a field engineer. Um, This, I've been doing this both riding the fence for so long but this year when i started the brand i was doing and i also have another company so that's three companies so i have a company called fontleroy general communications and we basically install uh, flat screen tvs we do um audio video network wiring anything like you got bars things like that or for businesses mm-hmm. any type of wiring um we do all that setup and fiber okay. optic so between that and my regular job and this, I just had to quit my job the day after my birthday, August the second. I quit and resigned oh. from my engineer network job. So I am this is me full time now. Wow! So, yes, kudos to you. I love to hear that when we make that move, when our passion is interfering with the traditional nine to five, then we know it's time to to put that on the back seat. So. Yeah. Yes, definitely. It was definitely time. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. entrepreneur has that moment <laughs> when it got yeah. overwhelming. You couldn't manage both. And you say, all right, I'm going to have to take that leap, that leap of yes. faith in myself and pursue this full time. And, okay. and it's my dream. So I'm living my dream. I, I'm, I'm part of a great resignation, I guess you could say. Absolutely. <laughs> if not now, then when? Yes. Yeah. It's funny right. because we always taught our children to live that way. You know, we always say live your life and feel yep. your passion. Even if you mean you, you have to live in a efficiency for the rest of your life, you know, make sure when you get up in the morning to go do whatever it is that brings you income, that it brings you joy. Joy. Yeah. We that's always tell our kids that, but you know, it took us 20 plus years to get to, <laughs> to, yeah. you know, listening to what we preach, you yeah. know? Yeah. So yeah. it's exciting. But that's what the the thing is, though, in in instilling that in our kids, they've got time. You know, if they pursue that at a young age, then they can be successful enough Mm -hmm. to, you know, earn enough of a living on their own by Mm -hmm. the time they're adults. So but if we're doing that and we support whatever that passion, that creativity is, Mm -hmm. you know, then it can be done. 
by the time they're 18 plus and on their own. For example, my son, he's a gamer. And mm -hmm. if you see my son, he's always got a device in his hands. So mm -hmm. to outsiders looking in, they're like, this boy always has a device. He has too much, you know, screen time and all that. Mm -hmm. But he is good. He's right. not just, I mean, he's amazing. Like he yeah, says he good. wants to be a gamer and I believe he can do that. I believe he can have a full, he can, he can have a sustainable lifestyle. <laughs> people doing it, why not him? Yeah. yeah. So I tell people, I tell, I tell other parents, I'm like, look, I know how you feel about devices, but my boy is going to have his device yeah. <laughs> in it for him. Yeah. There's yes. a future in it for him. It but is. yeah, but back to your story. And I guess he got with the right one because you and your family believe in entrepreneurship. <laughs> we believe in it. Yes. We really do. We yeah. support it. You know, we support, again, we support just being happy, really just doing whatever it is that brings you joy, you know, um, and income. <laughs> you got to find a way to pay the two, right? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, but at the same time, yeah, you know, happiness is paramount. So we always encourage that for them. And so... And that's always been encouraged for us. You know, my mom, she did come from a nine to five environment, but she mm -hmm. never deterred me. As a matter of fact, she's been retired for most of the time that I've been doing Baker's tax service. So okay. most years she comes in and helps me, you know, because okay. it's always been a family, you know, based business. My dad worked for himself his whole life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so, you know, that's just that's what I know. Okay. And so Baker's tax and accounting was your dad's practice initially. Yeah. Correct. Okay. It was practice for 25 years before I took it over. Okay. And then you took it over, you said in 2011? In, yep. In 2011. Okay. In 2011. I came in around 2008, 2008, something like that. Mm -hmm. I came in around that time. He made me learn everything from the ground up before I was mm -hmm. able to take it over. So I was definitely in there for about four years before, you know, I took the reins. Yeah. So you were indoctrinated. So you were probably yeah. at he his desk as a child. <laughs> <laughs> I would, you know what? That's the funny part. I was not. I was not yeah. at his desk as a child. I was not. I had no idea what he really did for a living. None. And as a matter of fact, the thing that, you know, kind of in, is in the forefront of my mind is that he ran for... Um, he ran for city councilman. So he was really heavy into politics as mm -hmm. a child. I thought that was, you know, more his arena. I had no idea what he did, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> until okay. I was an adult. And I was mm -hmm. like, I need to transition into something. And he was like, you can come work for me. And I said, okay. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. So that's how that happened. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, I mean, you got the plug, Sherman, for sure, because <laughs> if you listen to that episode where I, you know, I have Stephanie come in and just give some background to round out the conversation that people should have with their accountant when they're deciding on setting up that business structure. I mean, you've got her right there at home. Now we have to go find somebody to give us this guidance and hold our hand along the way. But, you know, she's in your ear being able to guide. Yeah, plus. it's truly a plus to just look to your right and be like, absolutely. Need this question. Absolutely. Yeah. So, what's been the greatest challenge then, as an entrepreneurial couple? You know, it's it's I, since you mentioned having the traditional nine to five, and that makes a little more sense because one of the first things I always ask entrepreneurs is about that health care because you know. Healthcare can change your mind. <laughs> Medical yeah. bills and expenses can change your mind. So mm -hmm. you had the full-time job, so you have had adequate health care yeah. and all that kind of stuff along the way. Yes, yes. Yeah. We're making adjustments now because, you know what I'm saying, it's in between that yeah. adjustment of going from having it to not having it. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it's it's definitely healthcare is a big situation. Absolutely. So talk about I, that because that's real because people will want, people will want to know. So what do you do now about healthcare? So this is the thing with the healthcare situation. You know, even though he just stepped out on faith, he really has been an entrepreneur for some for quite some time. But yeah. because I also was an entrepreneur, he sacrificed and stayed in his nine to five, so we could mm -hmm. have healthcare because it was such a big thing. Like he could have been gone a long time ago because <laughs> right. he always kind of has had that spirit of, you know, I can do this on my own. Mm -hmm. um, but for the sake of the family, you know, he definitely yeah. sacrificed in that space. So um, 
right now it's super easy to get health care. You know, it's not really, really inexpensive, but our children are grown practically, you know. Yeah. So they're gonna be off our health care anyway. It's really yeah. just he and I for the most part. So with health care in the marketplace that we got through, you know, Obamacare or President Obama. Okay. We were able to obtain health care. So it you know, it's not super because if you think about it, you're at some um employers, you're actually paying it yourself anyway just doing it via your paycheck right it doesn't have to be as scary as it feels because there are options out there you know relatively affordable options it's not cheap i'm not gonna lie (laughs) but there are relatively affordable options out there so and we're still even looking for more options so um you know but i think it's out there but i just i wouldn't i would hope that would not be a deterrent for people. No, it's not. I mean, yeah. as an entrepreneur, I mean, nine times out of 10, you're going to be ripping and running. So you need to be in a healthy, conscious state of health anyway, to be able mm-hmm. to withhold the stress and everything. So the healthier you are, the better you are all around and less you have to go to the doctor. So that's but my things mindset. Things do happen. Things happen. Yes. So they, you definitely happen. need healthcare. I, I am a proponent <laughs> of healthcare, even if you, you know, the healthiest thing walking, because you could go out this door yeah. and get my bus. Yeah. He and went into fitness healthy. and nutrition mode, though, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Always. <laughs> always. He does. You know, doesn't account for the things that, you know, I help, I'll control my health and fitness cannot control. Because it's stuff that happens. You know, anyway, some people don't believe in healthcare, but I, he does. But I, I do, I think it's necessary just in case. Yeah. Now, having these conversations with entrepreneurs and, I, you know, I have so many for the podcast. I wanted to specifically ask that question because it's mm-hmm. always what we think about. Yeah, yeah. don't don't be afraid. a lot of decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Even if I mean, worst case scenario, even if you went, they're not going to deny you care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at, at the you might have to pay have it back. You might have a bill that you might have to. Right. You know, then there's the medical expenses. The hospital and allocate each month, you know what I mean, to make it yeah. easy for yourself. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's a will. There's a way. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay, well, I think we're in a good place now to get back to Dope District. Um, Tell me about your marketing strategy. You said you just went in guns blazing, basically, to get to build that following on social media. And did you say in about five months you were able to? Yeah, so it was about three months. It was about three months. Um, And because I work out a lot, I just showed a lot of workout videos. I've been to California, to Muscle Beach. I've done a lot of footage and stuff that myself started creating videos mm-hmm. and I just started going into the reels real heavy. Um, just started blasting myself and um, a couple of my videos went viral. One of my videos uh, from California was the most vis- mm-hmm. visual, uh, visualized. I think that was about 275,000 views on that one. Okay. No yeah, more um, I think it's 270 or 280 now. But yeah, and that one just took my numbers up. I was literally, ah, okay. that, that I, by the day, I mean, for like a week, I literally didn't even want to look at my Instagram because it was just, it went viral. It was going from people from other countries everywhere. It just started liking it and oh, wow. I was happy with it. So, so was that strategic or was that just happening? Yes, that was strategic. That was, like, that okay. was strategic, yeah, because like, not for a long time. I've I've been conservative in fitness. I try not to. I try to be because I'm married, so I don't try to show but so to much. Be humble. I'm trying to be humble. <laughs> so be last year, I had somebody that was like, "Bro, you are literally a brand in itself. You should yeah. sell yourself." So, and I just said, "Well, I'm just gonna give it sell a try." Yourself. Yeah, and that's what I had to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, really, I mean, that's that's to be commended because everybody knows the thirst trap post sells. So if you've been doing, if you've been a personal trainer for all these years, I I am surprised that you just started doing that. Yeah, right. It's been there, but as you know, I respect my marriage. So I just kind of like- this is the thing though. I'm definitely, you know, I feel like as a person, you know, you can have self-control, you can control, you know, your boundaries. and, Mm -hmm. And, but I do believe that you should use what you have to get what you want. You know, to a degree, you know, not in a manipulative way, but, you know, because of what you do, you're a walking billboard for what you do. And it just makes sense to me. And so I've never discouraged Mm -hmm. that, you know, but 
I guess, you know, out of respect. I get it. I yeah. get it. And I yeah. appreciate it. I do. It's a, it's a slippery I, slope, Stephanie. Now you look. <laughs> you're on the you're on the other side of it, so you don't know how it could have gone if he started it, some years listen, ago. So. That, that is very true. That is very true. And I yeah. hate to have to fight somebody. I really do. See? You know, I'm too cute for that. But you know? I will. Yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously. I, I mean, I do believe that he's the perfect model, perfect ambassador for his brand because people, quite frankly, they want to look like him. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's your moneymaker. Just like with models in their faces, that's their moneymaker. You know what I mean? So, I I don't have any opposition to it, you know, because I trust them, so. So, Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, this is what we talk about on the episode, representing your brand with confidence. That's what I, I I talk to entrepreneurs about. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I mean, because you go, yeah, no, no, you're good, you're definitely. Good. So, I took that basically and molded that into um the marketing of the brand, and then I started mm-hmm. the athleisure parties. and The athleisure parties were created more of a marketing scheme just to kind of get people's eyes on the brand, just to see mm-hmm. it more than just a brand because we're more than just a brand. So, I wanted to create this atmosphere of you know, good energy and fitness yeah. and, and finance. Um, so once I started doing that, it the parties really was a marketing thing to get people to not only come, but to buy clothing. So in my parties, I literally had a staff of 15 people and mm-hmm. everyone had on Dope District attire. I made Dope mm-hmm. District attire for everyone, even my dope athletes, which I haven't talked about yet, but mm-hmm. my okay. dope athletes came and um, everyone was in the attire. So if you saw something in the party you like, then that was a marketing scheme for someone to say, hey, I like that mm-hmm. shirt. Let me come back or okay. let me make it to the next party. Uh, I had someone say I went to the first party and I ain't feel right. My fitness wasn't right. I seen some people in there that was their bodies was nice. So I ain't trying to come back. So I've been working out. I lost 10 pounds, 15 pounds, second party. So I'm ready, you know, excited because now. I can fit in with the other. So it's it's more of a mindset. It's it's yeah. kind of a brand tease for people to get people just to be active more than anything. And that was more of the marketing scheme. So what's the cadence to the parties? How many have you had since you launched the line? How I've how had, frequent are they? So I have I've had two and I've had uh they're probably about they've been about maybe two months, two months apart. Okay. So I'm like that two and a half months apart. Um, the first party was for entrepreneurs that's in actually in fitness, because what I wanted okay. to do is get them to show the party on live and get people that were standing behind them in fitness to bring us more to the mm-hmm. you know forefront. So if people can see like, hey, who's this? I know they're in fitness, but they're following this person right here and there at a live mm-hmm. fitness party. Let me see. Let me check them out. So I went through more of a business collaboration marketing party for the first one and then the second one okay. that's when i went into more of the, the players and more it was more uh more of an experience for the clients and the customers okay and so that's when you were talking about the dope app i mean the dope athletes is that what it was yes yes all so right I have so a, talk about that so i have a branch called dope athletes and we basically do nil which is name image and likeness which is mm-hmm. basically what uh, they open it up to colleges, the NCAA, high school, NFL, and WNBA. And um, we basically go out, we support people, we rebrand them. So we'll have an athlete. Uh, right now, our first athlete is Jalen Calhoun mm-hmm. from um, Duke. He's a wide receiver, senior. Um, okay. Me and my team went down. I have a media team, a videographer, a photographer. All of us go down. And um, we made, took the flu to drone over the stadium, made a whole real. Um, accepting him as a dope player, gave him um, accepting boxes and everything. Mm-hmm. And on our page, we create a landing page for him so that everyone can buy his his, his stuff that we designed for him. And he gets a royalty back as him as an image, as his image and player. Because for a long time, players didn't, weren't allowed to get any type of outside sponsorship yeah. or Young anything. Players. Young players. So when yeah. the NIL came, along we did a collaboration with um our 3g um a a sports agency a young sports agency and they have a lot of players and we're basically working through them with their players to add on more and more players yes okay so so this was you you are definitely doing a lot 
So, yes. all right. Now, okay. So, let me correct myself because I want to ask a series <laughs> of questions now. So, I hear agency and representation. I hear marketing. I hear there's a lot. So, where where does this all start? And is this does is this part of the fitness and nutrition brand? Is this part of the dope district brand? Or this is a a third component to what you do that's more like representation and 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 marketing. So it's it's or literally athletic, we have development or something. So we have four legs uh to to the the brand to create the conglomerate. So we basically have the dope district in its totality, and that's more of the dope district brand. But under that falls the umbrella of uh, dope district cares. Dope okay. District Creatives and Dope District. Uh, dope Athletes. Dope Athletes, yes. You got, you got <laughs> lost in it yourself. <laughs> yes. And under those, we just, umbrella, we're trying to create a whole oh, an brand around And athleisure. Parties. Yes, and after and athleisure parties. That's the fourth one. Okay. Okay. And so that's more like the events and everything. But everything yes. you do for those events then gives additional visibility to the clothing line. Yes. Yes. Okay. And you still have time to do personal training as well, or did you? I don't really personal train. Now that's okay. something I, I, I'm slowly going into, but I train a different way where I'll come out mm -hmm. and train with you the first initial time. I'll tell me what your goals are, what your target mm -hmm. areas are. I'll give you the exercises, work through you on the initial training. Then after that, I'll come back and check on you. I'll call you and text you and motivate through that. But other than that, okay. after about two weeks, I'll come back and check again. And every three weeks, we'll do a progress and check and see where you are and go according to that. Um, I'm more, you know, because it's easy for me this to be flexible. The limit, the limited time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I can't stand there and motivate people anymore mm -hmm. like I want to. But yeah. he will be doing more stuff or he will be doing more stuff with the youth um, and training the youth specifically um, mm -hmm. in conditioning. You know, okay. so he'll be doing that soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's piece. Yeah. For a, a lot of the training for the youth is in the off seasons, but uh, it'll be off season for off season players. So right now, the main two majorities uh, basketball and football. Mm -hmm. um, when they slow down and a lot of the playoffs start and seasons tend to slow down and end at the end, that's yeah. when I'll start to pick up because people want to grab their kids and keep them motivated right while yeah. they're still in it so that they don't fall away from it. Um, so I'm definitely looking into that probably first okay. part of the year. And working with the youth makes sense. I can see how you could easily acquire the younger players. Now, but what about, like you said, professional and college level. How do you, how do you attract those clients? And I ask that because you know, with entrepreneurship, there's always this, this period of imposter syndrome or feeling like you don't have enough credentials or credibility to reach out to people and establish that audience. So, yes. how does that come into play? How do, how is it that you're able to, um, you know, have legs to stand on to reach out to some of these clients and land them? Um, as far as training them, um, I don't really train any of any, uh, professional athletes or any athletes on that level. I can, um, the Avenue has been opened up for me to just meeting and networking with a lot of people that have higher end clients that deal with those types of clients and be like, Hey, I need someone trained. Mm -hmm. You're a trainer as far as that. But as far as the pro, the pro and the collegiate athletes, Mm -hmm. They pretty much are locked in with their trainers and their nutritionists at okay. whatever camp mm -hmm. they're in. So even if I did, it would be in the off season. They probably still would be on site, whatever they are already training at. And so most of the time, I don't really touch those players because they've already over inundated in that in that space. Um, yeah. As far as the other players, like players, that's why I'm in the NIL to catch the players in high school and okay. players, you know, moving up. So we can do scalability, but as far as anything, yeah, I, I can't say that I have any NFL and WNBA players or anything like that because gotcha. of their restrictions of training. Okay. They can't train with me. And NIL, you gave the acronym earlier, but is that an, an agency of some sort? What is NIL? Um, NIL is basically is what 
uh, NCAA created NIL name, image, and likeness is mm -hmm. basically something that they created for all sports players. Um, right now in the DC metro area, they just opened it up for high school NIL in DC. Um, me and my agency, we're basically recruiting players in DC. They haven't opened it to Maryland yet, but they opened it to DC high, high school players. Um, it's slowly trickling down. Mm -hmm. Um, the highest NIL player right now is LeBron James' son, who's $7.7 million. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't even play for a team. He makes $7.7 million just because he's you know, LeBron James' son mm -hmm. as an NIL player. Okay. But, I mean, he is really good, too, not taking that from him. But there is opportunity for people to grow in, for these young athletes to see what it feels like and be able to regulate. Um, the sponsorships and things that goes on around them. So when they do yeah. get to the league, it's it's really easy or they'll just reach back and pull us because we've been there with them from the beginning. And that's yeah. what we're looking for, scalable players so that we can scale with them. Okay. You are schooling me. I'm going to have to do some research on, <laughs> on that myself. Yeah. Yes. All right. So is definitely, it just happened. It just And it's been a big thing right now for yeah. a lot of college players. Even Deion Sanders on Earn Your Leisure was was a, a huge pot of information and dropped some real big gems on NIL. Mm. Okay, I, I actually wanted to talk to you guys about that. So this is a oh, good okay. this is a good segue. Tell me about InvestFest and how that drives or influences some of the decisions that you want to make. As some you know some goal setting for wealth building for. Uh, when you want to retire, all of that, because I'm just intrigued. I wasn't able to make it there myself, but I know it was amazing. 12,000 <laughs> plus participants. Oh my God, it was so amazing. It was and incredible. Were you there as um, a vendor or were you just there to enjoy as an attendee? Tell them what your goal is. No, okay. Oh, okay. No, so I ain't know if you wanted me to speak. Oh, no, I, I mean, okay, well, in answer to the question about us being vendors or uh -huh. whether he was a vendor or not, the answer is no, but he has intention. Okay. Yes. So my intention. So last we went last year and we went as just regular invited. We went, we took the VIP tickets so where we can get in specific rooms. Okay. And it was probably one of the most life-changing events that I have mm -hmm. ever been to in my life. I think everything that I'm doing right now is has something to do with, with that that weekend. I mean, it was just really an epic weekend to be around. I mean, the amount of energy that was in that room for entrepreneurship, for people that that was homeless maybe five, six years ago, and now they're billionaires and billionaires. And it's just, just it was such an amazing place to be in. Um, we got there the first day. We got there late. We thought we was getting in late, and we weren't late. <laughs> we got in. We was able to see. Um, some really nice people, really upfront VIP. We rent 19 keys and different different people on the first night. Um, the second day, God opened some doors for us. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> when I say in an amazing way, so there's a room that's supposed to be a $10,000 room that you have to have a room, a verse bound of 10000 to get in. And these are mm -hmm. all the speakers and everyone that's supposed to be on stage. Well, some reason... She had to go to the restroom. We go to through that door. But the guy that was there happened to be one of the nicest guys I ever seen in my life. He was like, hey, man, you guys belong in this room. Oh, wow. We literally, we went in the room. Literally yeah. opened doors for you. Literally opened the doors. Yes. Door. And wow. the door was right across from the women's bathroom. So you couldn't, it couldn't have been no, no more. So we're, we're standing there. And because I have. I have a different goal for the brand and, and the end goal has something to do with NFTs and through okay. um, some other things as far as the metaverse and mm -hmm. things like that. So of all the people to walk in was Ildra Sandu, um, Jay-Z's NFT technology guy. Mm -hmm. and we have happened to have a very high level conversation between me, him, a couple other guys and 19 keys. And it was probably one of the most wow. inspirational conversations she recorded it after we finished she gave me like a hug it was just like a whole it was very brother powerful. it was very powerful yeah and sounds like it i i met so many i met all the earn your leisure guys mm -hmm. i met um 
Something about being in the room. Something about being in the room. Yeah, she's not VIP for a reason. I mean, VIP is VIP for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yes. you know, but that was an extra level of VIP, yeah. and, that, and it's so funny because people are. All, you know, I'm not typically a pushy person, but mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I'm gonna get in the room I want to get into for right. the most part, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna try to figure it out. I'm always going to, for the most part, try to get those that VIP ticket because it's gonna take you if you can afford it. You it'll take you to that next yeah. level to be able to have those next level conversations yes. and meet yeah. people and even just be able to be in the energy like you know he's um said just being in that room with yeah. that type of energy you know and these people are where you want to be and it's they're very mm-hmm. forward thinking and you're thinking the same way you know yeah. what i mean so yeah. and you just want to be there so it, it ended up being incredible because we didn't pay for that room God mm-hmm. walked us into that room. We mm-hmm. paid for front row seats and some other stuff. <laughs> so why we didn't pay for that room? To man. give you in yeah. relation of where we were in, mm-hmm. in in comparison to everyone else, everyone even had VIP tickets. If you look, if the Earn Your Leisure tape, there were probably I would say about ten thousand people that they made leave the whole convention center and stand outside, mm-hmm. and people were standing in doors and herds. Trying to get in, waiting for the door to open. Because Tyler Perry, no, not not Tyler, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey Harvey was coming in. So we were in the room eating free food while Mm. everyone was outside having conversations. And then Steve Harvey literally walks past us like I could reach out and touch him. Like, I mean, it just—it was just an amazing day. And And this is how God works because we were on our way to the airport. We were on our way to the airport Mm -hmm. and. We got a text message that said the flight was canceled. Mm. And I was so mad. I was frustrated because this was actually a birthday gift from me to him. Because he actually was trying to go somewhere and party or something for his birthday, which fine. That's totally fine. But I was like, listen, you just started this business. What if we go to this entrepreneurial, you know, festival? You know, it's it's supposed to be amazing. It's going to be some incredible people. Then let's try that and see, you know kind of birthday that can be and it for both of us it was just all inspiring i would never yeah. miss another one i next year i will be there as a vendor and then the year after that i'll be on the stage i promise oh i hear that that's some yeah. goal setting right there yes mm-hmm. absolutely I know, I know for a fact i'll be on that stage absolutely i will definitely be there next year as well yes yeah i i, I absolutely think that anyone like yourself or any entrepreneur you know aspiring business person and the network you know young people, people yeah it was so many young people there and that was amazing yeah i wanted to ask you about that um the yeah. demographics because just just looking at it you know it, it really looked like it was a lot of young people and it's so funny because most of the entrepreneurs i know today are young people and our daughter a decade ago, we were talking about how young people were going to be unemployed. Mm-hmm. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yes. Remember those conversations? Employed, self-employed. <laughs> you know, change the prefix to self-employed. Yeah. 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 So it's yeah. it's amazing to it's amazing to see. It's it's like we're at a point now where young people inspire older people. They, <laughs> the young uh, people they were incredible. Yes, and the younger they people there. Us. Yeah, they inspired us. I mean, it was I, just standing in line waiting for, like, they have the food trucks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, They have food trucks inside and outside. Just standing in line. No matter who you're standing beside, everyone has the same mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just literally, and, and, and it just met so many people that add to your network of people. Um, Literally, if you're standing mm-hmm. beside someone and you're like, oh, man, I need this person. I wish I could meet this. Next thing you know, literally like 10 minutes later, you're like, hey, how you doing? Here's my card. This is what I do all day. I help you out. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's it's amazing. So yeah. I, I would never miss that. And I, and mean, I would recommend that anyone goes yes, because like it. they said, even if you don't get an opportunity to meet the speakers, which we were blessed to be able to do, the person that you're sitting beside, that next person mm-hmm. that pay all that money to be VIP with you, mm-hmm. they could be your partner in something and you could be the next EYL you could be the next you know yeah big thing just you know being able to network with people that are you know on the same trajectory as you you know what I mean so that goes for the vendor area as well because there were a lot of vendors and to to, to just be alongside people who are 
um, trying to accomplish the same that you're same thing you're trying to accomplish. So we, while we're talking social media strategy and marketing strategy and mm-hmm. you know how you're showing up, or you did are you did you start out with chunk shows like you know all of all of those conversations you can have with people look you know looking to your left and looking to your right. Yeah, so and if people are willing to take the investment, they're willing to share the information. Yeah. You know, not everything. <laughs> But for the most part, yeah, people are willing to share if you ask, you know, and if you have the conversations, they're more than happy to, to, you know, communicate what they've done and the path they've been on and, you know, what they're about to do and join forces with you even to do some things that, you know, people are as crabby as even social media will have you believe, you know, people really are everybody's out there trying to get to a certain level and they want to, you know, they know they can't do it alone. Yeah. And then when we talk about the number of black owned businesses, there are and just to be in that space and see just in this room, <laughs> just yes. in this space, how many black owned businesses there are. And those were the people who could afford to be there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The tips were actually pretty reasonable too, yeah. you know, and it was um, people that snuck in. It was people that can get that snuck in. It was people that, you know, there's always people that don't have means that will find a way. So, I mean, not in a way that you could sneak in. It wasn't that bad, but people would come into the actually couldn't get into the actual stage rooms where they were seeing the people talk, but they were standing by the doors looking in. They were, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to get all the information from all the booths outside networking with different people. So mm-hmm. even if you just show up and you don't have a ticket, you're still going to experience something yeah. amazing. Yeah. 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 And we'll remember we were also in Atlanta, which yes. is a small black business Mecca. Okay. You know, so it is for sure. It always has been that. Yeah, yeah. They showed up and they showed up, but it was people from everywhere. I yeah. mean, all over the world, even so they, they did a wonderful job. <laughs> putting that together we would absolutely recommend anyone yeah they made history that's for sure yeah so what's next actually um so basically next for dope district we're trying to either open a storefront gym because okay. I'm, i want to start back training again and giving opportunities but i want to also have a storefront where i can sell the clothing and mm-hmm. have the gym, I found a location. I'm waiting on them to finish the construction. Should be done next month. So I'll finally know something. Um, after that, um, my main goal is to, I'll be in the metaverse 3.0. When you go to the Dope District store, you'll be able to put on your Oculus. You'll mm. be able to touch your merch. It'll it'll come up. Um, I'll have my 360 image of it. You Train can touch it. it. You can touch metaverse. it. And... I'm also going to be doing training in the metaverse. You can be home. Oh, wow. Yeah, training. So the reason for the brand Dope District is because in the district of the metaverse, I'm going to create a Dope District that has a lot of different elements and people that are part of my brand. So I have a guy named John, who's my IT guy. Mm -hmm. White label um, IT. We're doing um, digital marketing through him. And that's dope district uh creatives. Creatives. <laughs> mind you, I had to, you know, establish all of these businesses. So that's one reason why I didn't yeah. mind. So dope creatives. So yeah, so him and then different avenues and different people. We want to make sure that everyone is being seen. So that's 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 really what my brand is about, pulling everyone forward and we're growing together. Mm-hmm. And as long as I can have a different entity in that dope district mm-hmm. and all the different things that we can offer in the metaverse 3.0, um, which is going to be the next wave right now. I mean, yeah. So, um, so we're working with uh, a, a company in Switzerland right now on our NFTs and mm-hmm. our um, metaverse. Yeah, this is all amazing. Say it again. I said, this is all amazing. <laughs> This was way thank more you, than I you, thought was coming you. out of this conversation tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's so, and it's so it's so crazy because everyone here is like, oh, it's just oh, it's nice. You got a nice sweatshirt on. I'm like, it's not just a sweatshirt, it's it's a brand. And that's that's yeah. the part that I'm trying to really get out about the brand and about what we really stand for. And once one people understand that we're just a brand and all around just trying to help people. Mm-hmm. You, know, mm-hmm. and you we, see a shirt. 
Yes. So, so my shirt, I wore, I wore, we wore pink today for breast cancer breast awareness. Cancer awareness. Uh -huh. yes. Okay. So this is my only pink hoodie I have <laughs> that I made for the show. So. <laughs> okay. Well, that's definitely probably going to fly off the shelves this month. Or yes. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some more. Warehouse. Yes. And so I want to circle back to something you said earlier, because you said you are physically designing all of this yourself. So yes. what is what does that mean? What does that process look like? So basically, I have a computer. I had to buy the software, the cutter software. I go in, I pick my own fonts. Um, I go to a website. I pick some million fonts on there. I go through in my spare time, find fonts that I like, and I create the clothing I put. I literally go in, type in what I design, what I want it to look like in my computer. Mm -hmm. I flip it because it has to be flipped in order for the vinyl to come out the right way. Mm -hmm. um, it cuts. I heat press it. I design it. I cut the tags. I relabel it. I do everything myself. I package mm -hmm. it and I send it off. So I'm doing everything from scratch instead of me paying someone from Alibaba. Yes, they can do it faster and they can mm -hmm. probably do it quicker. But quicker is the issue, though. Yes, and that's what I was going to ask for mass yeah. production. But yes, shipping, shipping international shipping is yeah. a problem. So yes. that was one of the things that he Sorry. had to deal with no initially, you yes. know, getting his items quickly because that yeah. wasn't, yeah, you know, that was a problem. So getting things from overseas normally puts a six to eight week pause on majority of your sales because but a lot of times when you get the sample item, you still have to wait three weeks for the sample item. Mm -hmm. Then once the sample item comes, nine times out of ten, it might not be a good vendor. So you get it, okay, that's a wash, you pay for this. Now you got to find another vendor, wait another three weeks, and then you continue wow. on. And then you just, till you find that right vendor. Even when you find the right vendor, they still send you the sample. It's still about a six-week wait. So you think about that process over time. Yeah. If you're starting to look, a lot of people get discouraged and they lose money because they get these vendors that, you know, overseas on Alibaba and they make these clothing the clothing looks so nice, but when in you get picture. it, the in fabric the is, yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy how they, they finagle everything. So yeah. for me, I buy it in America. Yeah, that's the moral of the buy, story. Yeah, I buy everything in America. I get everything made here. And then when mm -hmm. it's sent to me, I can do whatever I want to it because nine times out of 10, I don't have to worry about if the design isn't right. I can do a design on one shirt, don't like it. I'll keep it wearing myself, redesign yeah. the rest of them. And you know, a lot of times I'll buy stuff in bulk. I'll design one. People will buy maybe 10. I maybe bought 30. I'll take and mm -hmm. make 10 that they buy. And then I'll recreate that design from that shirt because now I don't have leftover merch. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I don't have merchandise that I can't use because I've only put this one merchandise and it didn't sell. So now I got yeah. it. So now I can take this, change the colors, change the design, make a whole new sweatshirt from the same base sweatshirt or same base item that I had already. Mm -hmm. And that's how I'm starting. As time go on, I know it's going to stop. I'm going to, once I come up with my designs and my most popular designs, I'll go ahead and have those recreated so I can do uh, what they consider a fulfillment center. And uh, that fulfillment center will recreate what I'm making at a consistent base and then when the orders come in they'll fulfill it and send it out and i'll pay them a percentage of that fee the shipping and once it gets to that level but right now i, I literally go to stamps.com i pay mm -hmm. for my own i have my own scale i print my own stuff out i label it and i just take it all in together and they don't reweigh it they don't do anything they just like thank you and throw it in the box and give you your <laughs> <laughs> so you know that's been the easiest way for me right now okay so walk me through because I, I mentioned at the start of this conversation i know people who want to start their own lines yes um so from start to finish look yes. as quickly as you can and start to finish <laughs> <laughs> and including all of the lessons learned you know what you've learned um how you've streamlined the process since starting What's okay. the what are the first few steps? What do people need to get started? And be sure to include finance in this too, because you know you've you got to invest in yourself. 
This yes. stuff costs money. So, so walk us through that process. Okay. So the first thing you would want to do is find out what type of clothing you're going to be basically selling. That just want to be workout clothing. Mm-hmm. You know, you just want to design casual clothing or whatever you prefer. Once you find that, then you want to start the brand by creating a entity and then get your EIN and get mm-hmm. the name and get your get your company registered with the state that you're in, Maryland. I got it registered in. The reason for that, without a tax ID and it's not and your company's not registered, a lot of these companies, these vendor wholesale companies, won't allow you to be a part of their websites and actually buy stuff wholesale until you have that. Okay. So that's a big thing. That's a big necessity. Yes, you can go on Alibaba and do it without it. But if you're doing it in America, they want mm-hmm. you to have those. And that's the reason why it's so hard for so many people to find vendors because they don't go around it the correct way, you okay. know, and actually well, you getting get that. So, yes. <laughs> so get, get your EIN. Once Absolutely. once you have your, depending on how you want to do it, you can do drop shipping, you know, mm-hmm. you can Shopify. You can set up something on there. You can find them, maybe something that you want to sell overseas that's already pre-made and resell it for another price and then do drop shipping. Or if you want to create it like what I did yourself, you would then in turn invest in a company that will finance your equipment. So I went through a company where I had my uh, printer, my vinyl, vinyl cutter and my heat press financed. So I'm only paying a small percentage each month. So now after I've done that, now I'm going to find me somewhere, a wholesaler or a flea market or somewhere that makes T-shirts that sells them wholesale cheap. And I'll go ahead and start to practice on the cheap T-shirts so I can Mm -hmm. sell some things and get some designs out. As those things start to, to flourish and start, then you can start to you know, sell them online and do things like that. Open up your e-commerce. And then once the e-commerce. I'm so sorry. So look, dog is joining the conversation. That's all right. That's all right. Okay. So so this is a good, a good time to jump back in then a couple of things. So being able to have this type of equipment finance, now you have to have good credit. Now is this personal credit or is this business credit at this personal point? credit because your business credit isn't established yet exactly that's in order that's for to establish that business credit you definitely ha- it takes time and you have to go get that a business account and once you open that a business account now you have to start to do things in that business by either you know opening up a small uh what is it the credit prepaid like credit card or something mm-hmm. within inside that account to establish credit and as a credit gets established more than things will be easier for you to buy mm-hmm. things. But in the beginning, the financing of it will definitely have to come out of your own pocket. Yeah. But that's and why I, did, I, I remember you mentioned taking out your 401k. Yes. Yes. And I okay. had to go into that. So I would say this year for me to start my brand and what I've invested so far in it, I would say low end 15 grand, Okay. I end maybe 25 to 30. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's just establishing, but I also had to pay for a website, web design. Yeah. I have media team. I was going to say that media team to have people following you around, capturing all of that, uh, so, you know, so that you can work visibly. Yes. Um, yes. And, and the good thing, I've been blessed. A lot of them don't really charge me, you know, full price or they, because we, we're all in this as a team. So, um, that's been a blessing to it. It could have been way more, but yeah. just, uh, you know, volunteering from the models to everything has been a lot of people just are inspired supportive. and supported yeah. by your brand. And once you start moving, people will move with you. Yeah. yeah. They believe in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you can help them along the way if they've got similar, <clears throat> similar goals and, and pursuits. Yes. Help each other. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. Definitely. And that's what we are here for. <laughs> that's my Absolutely. But you may have that. to start with personal credit just to back up to the credit thing. Yeah. You mm-hmm. definitely want to graduate to business credit because you want okay. to be able to use other people's money. Yes. That is that is for, for sure. sure. Yeah, and did you all have any investors? Did you have anyone? Um, did you do any crowdsourcing? Uh, I'm this sorry, crowd crowdfunding. So What's- we in my athletes, the only investors I have is in the athleisure party side. 
Okay. And um, that's split three different ways as far as when we throw events. It's uh, 33, 33, 33. Okay. Um, between me, her, and another um, partner of mine named Sam. Okay. And we basically, uh, us three are investors in the athleisure party brand. So we basically invest money to get money back. Mm -hmm. um, of course, the first couple of parties, you don't really get so it's been an yeah. investment in, but not really much back. But at the same time, we do have, I, I am allocating certain people in certain spots and certain branches so that people can have the duty of being that part of Dope District so that when it does grow, and it does start to um, get more capital in that side of the brand, then they'll be the first one to see it because they're they're the I'm play, putting people in position for yeah. us to yes. So even with um, planning something like that, sometimes people work with party promoters with people who already have their own events kind of already in place, and you just yeah. kind of hop on board with that. Um, any any of that, or this is all. This is all us. This is wow. we're doing last party. We invested uh over seven grand into our rooftop party. Um, yeah. I'm talking from a lighting guy to the food to bartenders to I mean the decor. The decor. We had a decor mm -hmm. person come, two girls come all the way from North Carolina and Charlotte to come up and and everything just was even the people that lived in that that were in the building because it was on the twentieth floor of a lounge area that overlooked. Uh, you can see MGM and everything in Alexandria. Um, mm -hmm. Even the people in the building were like, I've never seen this place look like that. Like we really oh, went wow. in and yes, yes, and changed, transformed We it. did a lot ourselves yeah. um, and we had a lot of help. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. We enlisted people like contractor space, but in terms of the event planning, mm -hmm. the next a, time we do it, somebody else can do yeah, it. Yeah, because it was, it's a lot. It is a lot. That is not our forte. We do a lot of things, but that really is. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they turned, they turned out great, you know, so amazing. we had great ideas, but we need someone else to implement them. Yeah. You know, because we just want to show up to the next ones. Right. <laughs> I hear you. You're doing enough already. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Well, Okay, so I, I we deviated a bit. Um, I threw you off in the process. Was there any more to the process that you want to make sure you share with people? Marketing is key. Um, mm -hmm. You have to market. Even just because you have a house full of clothing doesn't mean everyone knows that you have a house full of clothing. So yeah. the biggest thing is you have to market it. You have to. I've gotten into the place. I know people, if you're not a person that you're not on social media and you're like, ah, I'm not really don't want to be branding is not for you. <laughs> branding is not for you because I'm telling you, you have to be in people's face. People only will just like any other commercials or anything, all state commercials, anything you hear, mm -hmm. you hear that, that tune, you hear it, you automatically know it's all state because they, drive it in your mm -hmm. face all the Absolutely. time mm -hmm. have to constantly repost post constantly all the time two to three things a day and yeah. it can be overwhelming because social media just the platforms of being on it can be stressful in itself but i mean it's something that you and have to very evil right yes yes right. either that or have someone do it for you a media person and then that's someone else that you have to pay Yes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I will never buy clothes again. I can tell you that. And I, mm -hmm. I will Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Rep your brand. Yes. Everywhere Absolutely. he goes, he does. He has dope district something. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Something. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And that continue that goes back to being that walking billboard, like we were talking yes. about earlier. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's why I still have to go to the gym every day. And even though I wake up every morning and I like, you know, you're tired, but I'm still an ambassador for my brand. I have mm -hmm. a certain, you know, look that I have to keep to try to make sure that I sell my brand, right. especially, you know, I'm 45. It's not a lot of 45 people that work out like me. So I'm trying to mm -hmm. advocate health. Mm -hmm. So I wake up five o'clock every morning. I go to the gym three hours a day. You know, it's not easy. All right. So let me, let's touch on the media team. Cause that's, yes. I know a lot of people are at that point too, knowing that they have to keep up with social media. And if they are not, you know, the right people to do it, knowing that they have to make that type of investment, how often are you with them? How, how many hours of content that do you all try to have 
um, oh. at your dis disposal to make those edits and recreate different things for reels. And I don't, you don't have a social media team. He, when he says media team, he's mm -hmm. talking about his videographer and his yeah. photographer. No, that's what I mean. How many hours? Yeah. Talking yeah. about content creating mm -hmm. yeah. people. Oh, okay. How much video footage? How many pictures? That so, type of thing. How, well, how frequently do you all get together? I would say maybe every once, every two weeks. It depends okay. on what we're doing. We try not to space it out too much, but when we do, we're together. We get a lot of content. So even when we're just in the process of shooting whatever we're shooting or we're starting to shoot it we take behind the scenes content yeah we take in regular content uh with our iphones and then we're taking content whatever comes from the picture so you got all this content at one time and everyone's sending it to me they edit the video my videographer edits the video and chops it up and his nickname is chop suey that's what we call him <laughs> <laughs> he chops it all up and mm -hmm. once he chops it all up and sends it back then i'll i'll post that and then uh scott um sends my photographer he'll send all those high def photos mm -hmm. and which is basically taking i'll just create reels with them and things like that so i meet like two times a week mm -hmm. um, they are on they are on my pay scale through royalties through okay. um right now they're working through athlete the, for the nil program so okay so basically when i sell a shirt or a portion of the shirt i give them a percentage of every sale through every player gotcha so as time goes on their price scales they get more money more the players scale, the business yeah. scale they scale everybody wins and then as as and once it gets to a certain point then we'll be under contract it's definitely a different day to look at people who started their businesses um, or at least started the, uh, connecting with people and building a following eight years ago versus today. So before oh. you could build a following and then your content could actually be pushed to that following. Yes. So back then you could build, a, you know, when we look when I look at people who have been on Instagram since you know, 2014, 2016. 25,000 followers here, 90,000 followers there. It is, you can't build that same following. To not, not organically. No, no, not organically. And that's and that's the thing for me. Like, I only have 500, well, I'm almost, I'm like 30 away from being at my first 500 organically mm -hmm. followers on my Dope District brand. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm not upset that it's only 500, but I started in February and every person that I've, you know, I know every person that I've talked to, every person yeah. that I've that I've had literally had to say, "Hey, this is my brand. Check me out." So, mm -hmm. this is this. I know these numbers not going to disappear when people these are fake accounts and things right. like that. People have to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to do what you got to do. People, all these blue checks and things. It's a lot of different ways to do it, but I feel like organically, if you build it. Not only will you have the followers, but you have the people that really want to stand behind your product yeah. and actually you'll have the community. You. Yeah, because right. they know what you're doing. It's not someone in another country that does no right. idea. He just liked your video, so he started following you. Yeah, you know. So I think that's well. Cool. Anything you want to close with? I want to make sure you've you've discussed everything that you'd like to cover as well before um, we go ahead and have you I share wanna, all of your handles and everything. I would love to close with. African-Americans on fitness, I just, I would love, and it's a big thing for me, um, in our age group, the age group from 30 to 50 is a huge age group right now that is really suffering from the lack of nutrition and the lack of education due to fitness. A lot of people think it's yeah. more about the physicality of just, you know, being looking a certain way and you want to look like that for Instagram, but that age group from 35 to 50 right now we're we're in an age group where we need to be healthy for functionality and we should be able to be able to function you know for our glands and our organs and mm -hmm. different things and when you think about functionality it's just not about walking and things like that but also about the nutrition and the things we eat um we have to really start being there for ourselves so we can be there for our families. And I just, yeah. something that I like to advocate, um, even if you just do some movement, you don't have to be a pro athlete, but if you just move for 20 minutes a day, you just walk up and down your steps, put some headphones on, walk around the block, just keep moving. 
just so that your body doesn't the lactic acid and yeah. all the cholesterol and things build up in your body that cause more issues and problems. So um, water is the key. And I advocate sea moss, wildcrafted sea moss. If you're not eating right, at least if you're getting the proper 101 biometric nutrition or value every day, then there'll be something that can actually help you. Your hair, your fingernails and other things in your body. Sea um, moss. Yes, sea mm-hmm. moss. Make sure it's wildcrafted. Okay, you know you're gonna you're gonna have to give us a little tutorial, a little bit of guidance on that one. Is it in the form of a capsule? Okay. <laughs> so you can get sea moss in different different varieties of ways. You can get it in the capsule. The best okay. way to get it is um, buy it already dried out. Um, I can I'll give her the name of the company that we get it from. They okay. get it from a place in Saint Lucia on the side of the island that has no ships, so there's no oil filtration and nothing that mm. so it's actually the purest form so when the sunlight comes in in saint lucia because the water is so clear it gives you mm. more nutrients and everything so those that sea moss that we're getting there has that 101 essential vitamins what we eat every day the vitamins because of the fda and what they put in our nutritional value mm-hmm. of our foods we're only getting like maybe 20 percent of the value yeah. of what we're actually so we're just eating for substance we're not eating for the nutritional value so that that actual sea moss when you buy it you can take it it comes out it looks like twigs it's really dry if you look on um i think it's on my page xx big six mm-hmm. and um dope district the brand i think i have it on both of them in my videos but we now, basically y'all gonna have to give me information to put in the show notes I'm gonna... okay yeah i can give you some information <laughs> And then once but yes, we will make sure they also follow you. So give us your handles. Tell us everywhere people can find you and support the entire Dope District brand entity, not okay. just the clothing line. So uh, Dope District, the brand.com is where you can order and buy everything. Dope District, the brand on IG is where we're actually our social media platform. Okay. XXBI. B-I-G, the number six I-X is my personal uh, anything that you see on Dope District, you're going to see from me, or you're going to see some type of uh, um, positive, you know, mental things or something about health on my stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that is pretty much anywhere on there you can reach me. I'm on, I'm really not on Facebook like that, yeah. but uh, I'm on TikTok and I'm on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel called Dope District. Mm-hmm the brand and she also has a youtube channel too (laughs) well listen you are marketing and advertising enough for baker's uh tax service that's for sure (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) so tell them where they can find you as well stephanie I really haven't been marketing and looking for new clients, but I will be um, soon because I'm going to be doing some new stuff. So, but you can follow me on Instagram at bakerstaxservice.com. I'm also on Facebook. I'm not actively on Facebook, but I do have a page on Facebook that is Mm -hmm. also Baker's Tax Service um, on Facebook. But I have a website, bakerstaxservice.com. So all the handles are pretty much the same. So you can reach me at all of those places. Okay. Well, this was enlightening. I mean, I, 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 I'm glad I have this on recording because I didn't have to take notes, but everybody else, I'm going to make sure I warn them to take notes because these were some gems tonight. Thank you all so much. You came for the clothing line. Thank you. Thank you. For the <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. And, and for the fellas, the CMOS the helps with the libido. I know that's the number one question that they're going to ask. So, okay. If you're taking the libido, if you need, if you want to know how we stay married, no, I'm nah. just, yeah, <laughs> that's the key. It's the Seamoss <laughs> from St. <Saint> Lucia. <laughs> you're married for 20, 20 years. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm going to let you guys get back to your lives, but this was amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Great this time for having us, Marcia. Yes. We appreciate you. Let us know. Yeah. 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 everything you're doing, too. Yes. Your podcast is amazing. So Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you so much.